Welcome everyone to the celebration of life for Pastor Roger Brewer. Would you stand with us? We're going to take a couple minutes to worship together.
stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard tender whispers of loving dead of night. You tell me that you're pleasing, that I'm never alone. You're a good, good father. Unexplainable, I can hardly 
How many this evening are thankful for the love of a good, good father? Aren't you glad for our Heavenly Father? Let's take a moment and just give God praise from our hearts. I think Pastor Roger would probably be a little bit disappointed if we didn't stop and give praise to the one who deserves all of our praise tonight. Let's give him praise together. Hallelujah. Father, we love you. God, we honor you. We give you all glory and honor and praise for who you are, for what you are, for what you've done in our lives, what you continue to do day by day, and the great plans you have laid before us. We honor you tonight, Father. And God, as we gather this evening to celebrate the life of a precious man, we just thank you that he was a precious man because your precious love touched his heart. And we give you thanks for that tonight in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, welcome this evening on behalf of the Brewer family. We're so glad that you are here tonight. If you would just take a moment, turn around and greet a few people just before you're seated this evening. Roger Dale Brewer was born on October 9th, 1933 in Roundup, Montana. And he graduated from this life into the presence of the Lord forever on March 14th. 2018. In his early younger years, Pastor Roger served in the U.S. Navy. Roger became a successful racehorse trainer for many years. He was one of the top quarter horse racehorse trainers in the nation and then moved into the breeding side of the business. In 1984, he graduated from Rama Bible Training Center in Broken Arrow. It could be bridal too. He met Evie there. He graduated from Rama Bible Training Center in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. And while at Rama, he met and fell in love with Evelyn, now Evie Brewer. And they were married in 1984. They moved to Temecula, California, where they started New Covenant Fellowship with three people in an empty theater. Under Rogers' leadership, New Covenant became a thriving non-denominational church in the Temecula Valley. After 25 years of pastoring, Roger and Evie retired and moved to Sparta, Tennessee. They bought a small cattle farm where Roger got back to his roots. There he got his beloved quarter horse mare, Daisy, several head of cattle. Roger met another cowboy and felt led to help start a cowboy church. They moved again to Chapel Hill, Tennessee, to another farm and helped start a 4C which is a cross-country cowboy church. Roger preached there on occasion and enjoyed his time helping yet another church grow. In 2014, Roger and Evie moved to Campobello, South Carolina to be near his daughter, Rena, and her husband, Rick. Roger also took trips to Arizona where he watched his son, Roger, team rope. He met with old friends and he shopped for new boots, which was the highlight of his trips to Arizona. <laughs> Pastor Roger, survived by his wife, Evelyn Brewer, his son, Roger Dale Brewer, and, his wife, and Roger's wife, Debbie, a daughter, Rena Compton, her husband, Rick, a son, Tom Martins, and a daughter, Vicki Shelton. Roger and Evelyn had seven grandchildren and six great-grandchildren. You know, this evening, as we gather to celebrate the life of 
Roger Brewer. I think everybody who is here this evening really plays a role in what we're about to do. Because throughout this evening, especially in the reception following, you'll have an opportunity to share memories, to share thoughts with each other, sit with friends, renew some old acquaintances, and talk about the impact that Roger and Evie have had on your lives. And one more time, I want to welcome you this evening. I want to thank you for being here. But right now, I want us to stop, and I just want us to give thanks for Pastor Roger Brewer and the way he touched our lives. Father, we've praised you this evening for your goodness, your greatness, your faithfulness in our lives. And now we pause to say thank you for sending a very special man to Temecula, California, many years ago, who made a difference in this area and a difference in our lives. Father, each of us has a different story of how Roger Brewer impacted us. And Father, we thank you the way you used him to touch our hearts and to change our lives. Father, there are people sitting in this room today who grew up from childhood under his ministry, and he was the only pastor they knew. There are other people in this room whose lives were totally changed because he preached a message of Jesus and a message of faith, and it impacted, shifted the course of direction for their lives. Father, for whatever our story might be, we give you praise this evening. We thank you for this precious man. And Father, we rejoice this evening knowing that he's in the presence of God forever and his faith has become sight. Thank you for all of this in Jesus' name. We ask you to be here throughout this evening as we honor him and honor you. Amen.
Hello everybody, Keith Hershey here. On behalf of my wife Heidi and all the teams of Mutual Faith, we want to send our love and of course our condolence to Pastor Every and all the extended family of Pastor Roger Brewer. I'm kind of envious of Pastor Roger. Absent from the body is present with the Lord, but Pastor Every, we want you to know that uh, you remain in our hearts and we have such fond memories of all these decades of serving the Lord together. In fact, you, Pastor Every and Pastor Roger, were one of the very first churches that really supported and helped Mutual Faith Ministries back in the 1980s. In all these decades of our time and fellowship together, even recent uh, years uh, spending with you in Tennessee was such a treasure and such a blessing for Heidi and me. We just want you to know we love you. We're sorry we personally can't be there with you. We're on ministry assignment, a three-day conference back in the Midwest. But we've instructed pastors Gary and Ann if they could kind of give you a big hug from both of us. Uh, we want you to know we carry you in our hearts. We carry you in our prayers. And uh, we want to remind you as well that God loves you completely, Abby. And, of course, we do too. God bless you richly. We're Mike and Corky Rogers. <laughs> Good to see everybody here. Well, let's see. Pastor Roger, known him for a long, 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 long time. <laughs> I remember the first time we met was uh, Women's Aglow. He was an advisor, and so was I. And uh, so Charles and Pastor Roger came to our church because we had a Christian school, and Charles sang at our church. And so there was a real good connection, and uh, the Lord led us to close our church and, and to hook up with Pastor Roger and Evie and help them. And so that's what we did. And I don't know, about 20 years of serving you guys, and it's just been a blessing. We just learned a lot. From you, and you, you took us to a place in faith that we had never been before, and you kind of pushed us out there. But um, it was good. We needed to be pushed out there <laughs> to get the faith going. Well, I just wanted to share that um, long before we became associated with New Covenant Fellowship, Pastor Roger and Evie became our friends. And we were going through a difficult time, as Mike had said, we're getting ready to shut down the ministry we were heading. And um, they just picked us up as friends, supported us. Um, we'd go for long rides on Sunday evenings and just talk and, and didn't know all the while that pastor was becoming our pastor. He, um, he became such a mentor, pastor, friend. Um, and um, maybe some of you have felt the same way. He's always, he was always there to support, always there to give you a good word, no matter what, you know, and help you when you needed help. But I think my fondest memories were of the times when I would volunteer at the church and pastor would just show up in the room and we'd start talking about spiritual things. <laughs> and I'd ask questions, he'd ask questions, and there grew a friendship and I realized later that was pastoring. He was there pastoring me all that time. And um, I miss that. <laughs> I miss that a lot. He meant a lot to us. And um, I'm glad he stepped on over 
into glory with all the people that knew him before. I'm glad that he's there celebrating and um, they're all having a good time, I'm sure, awaiting all of our revival, right? <laughs> okay, thank you so much. One thing I wanted to share is they would come over to our house and say, let's go get a hamburger. We say, okay, but we didn't know we were driving all the way to San Diego to get a hamburger. <laughs> Pastor Roger meant to me he was one of the greatest pastors in the world. I just wanted to say that um, he's going to be greatly missed, but there's one thing about it. He's in the arms of the Lord and dancing the streets of heaven and rejoicing, you know, in that great choir. But I just want to say that um, there wasn't a greater pastor in the world. I've, I've been around a lot of pastors. And he was always there. And whenever, um, whenever we needed him as a pastor, he was there. Um, he never, he never ever felt like that he was um, above anybody. He was just a great man, and I love him and go miss him a lot. Well, pastor Roger meant the world to me. Him and Miss Evie, they both were wonderful pastors, full of love, full of compassion and mercy. Pastor had a heart to be a giver, and he loved people. He loved God's people. He loved God, and he loved people in general. And Paul said he had fought a good fight, and he'd finished his course. And so, Pastor, we love you. Pastor Abby, we love you, and we thank God that you are our pastors. Amen. Hello. We're Pastor Frank and Judy Jones, and we're from South Carolina. And Pastor Gary was talking this morning about trying to uh, steal somebody's accent. Well, this is the real deal. And if I was going to fake one, it wouldn't be this one. <laughs> but we are so glad to be here in California. Um, it is so beautiful. It's such a wonderful place. And everyone that we've seen has just been so gracious. And your pastors are just wonderful. And we're so happy to be here. We've known Pastor Roger and Evie for about two years, and we were so blessed when they came to our church. And, you know, the Bible talks about the hundredfold return when we met them. It's part of the hundredfold return. And the, as you know, Pastor Roger is just the same to everybody. He makes everybody, as Pastor Gary said this morning, feel like you're the only person in the world. And it was amazing that they would hook up with us and be a part of our church. Uh, our church is not nearly this big, and, uh, but they just came in, and they've been such a blessing to us. And we didn't want him, we didn't want him to go. And, man, we, we, we stood. We said, no, we wouldn't allow any talk of him going on. And, you know, he would get sick, and he would go to the hospital, and then we'd come back. And my husband started telling him, you know, Roger, Hezekiah got 15 more years. I believe you're going to get 15 more years. And then after 15 years, we'll talk about it. And when, and when he would tell him that, he would get a gleam in his eye, and he would smile, and he'd say, yeah, that, yeah that's what's going to happen. But I was praying about it the other night, and the Lord reminded me of an old Baptist song. I was raised Southern Baptist, higher ground. And, and the, the chorus, Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land. 
a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. And Miss Evie, I know that that night, and Rena and all of you, he got a glimpse of another plane, a higher plane, a higher ground. And I believe he said, Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Amen. Take a deep breath. <clears throat> I'm really not an emotional person at all. <clears throat> I mean, this doesn't, this just doesn't, doesn't match who I am. But, you know, the Bible talks about a friend that is uh, actually closer. Actually, closer than a brother. And that was Roger. <clears throat> he was closer than a brother to me. He, he was an amazing person. Uh, the song that we just sang, uh, Because of Who I Am. You know, so many pastors, they come in and they're close, they're, they're nice to people because they want you to come back to church. That's true. I mean, you, you go to a lot of, get a lot of handshakes, a lot of hugs. It's just simply because they want you to come back to church. Roger hugged you because of who he was. He hugged you because he was Roger. And he had so much love in him. And he was just an amazing person. <clears throat> I got, was out of the office one day and had received a phone call while uh, <clears throat> I was gone, and uh, I returned it. Some old codger had called me and said they were looking for a church, him and his wife. Uh, they had they'd been in town, been at another church, and uh, they were looking for a church and said, wanted, wanted to talk to me. He said, we're looking for a word church. And so I called him, and uh, he got him on the phone, and he said, well, we live over here at Motlow Creek. I said, well, you live about two miles from us, so you're not far off, which is a good way from our church, but not far from us. And uh, he called, uh, he, he said, well, he said, we're looking for a word church. I said, well, that's us. We're a word church. He said, uh, well, Years ago, said me and my wife said uh, we would, we graduated this little little school out in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, called Rainbow Bible Training Center. I said, well, that's something that's me and my wife did too. And uh, he said, well, we graduated in 1984. I said, that's something me and my wife did too. <laughs> and uh, it turned out that we had uh, uh, the more we talked, the more we had in common. We both actually went to Grace Christian Church while we were there because there wasn't a church on the Rama campus at that time. And uh, uh, it was just so exciting to, as he told his story, their story, not his story, their story of how they had come here. God had brought them here. We graduated at the same time. Uh, tell people when we, we pulled out of the Rama campus after we were through, they turned left and came to California. We turned right and went to South Carolina. And uh, we've been pastoring ever since. Uh, it is, uh, while we're at Rama, we almost ran into them. I can't tell you the time, but we almost ran into them. Uh, I was offered a job at Drysdale's selling women's boots. Guess where Roger worked? Drysdale's selling women's 
boots. He said Charles was there, but he didn't really work. And uh, he was just there. And he said Charles could get Saturday off because he was going to go preach. We said they could never get a Saturday off. But uh, I didn't go to Drysdale's. I, I had another job offer, and I ended up take it, taking that one. And uh, it was, uh, we ended up, we were both equine people. We both loved the, the equine. And uh, kept thinking we were going to get to ride something together. He would get better, and he would back off. He would get better, and he would back off. Well, a, a, a few weekends before he died, all the family come in. Roger Dale came in, and uh, all the way from Arizona. And uh, they had had a kind of a party that weekend well I think Roger went out on Monday morning that uh, when they were there that trip and uh, <coughs> after Roger left they called us and said he wanted us to come over so we went over and he was laying there on the couch and last time we had seen him he was pretty sick and uh, <coughs> we walked in he's laying down on the couch and I said well he's still pretty sick and he looked at me and he said have y'all had lunch? And, well, no, we haven't had lunch. And uh, all of a sudden, he jumped up off the couch. He said, all of them come in here, so they thought they were throwing my last party. But he said, it wasn't. He said, let's go get something to eat. And so we took off, and we went over to, uh, it's not the dog pound. What is it? The dog house. We went to the dog house. You, dog house, you get to eat out of dog bowls. And uh, uh, Roger really liked the doghouse. So, uh, he, he, him and Abby have been such a blessing to us, and it's, it's really difficult for us because now not only we're losing, we 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 have lost Roger. We're not lost. We know where he is, but uh, one of these days we'll we'll get to go be with him. He's not coming back here, but Abby is getting lost. She's going all the way to Missouri on us, and uh, we're we're just we're going to miss both of them sorely. But they they have been. Y'all know what a blessing they are. I can't tell you. Uh, you know, it, I, I could take up all evening just telling you how wonderful they've been to us and what a privilege it has been to us that they would come and allow us to be their pastors. We love you. Hello, Eddie. I'm thinking about Pastor Brewer, and there's so many wonderful, wonderful things I could mention. But I will guarantee you, not one of them has not already been spoken. But I remember a time when we were in your home for the weekend, and Marcel suggested that we would go out and get a movie that had been previously recommended by another pastor in North Carolina. So we went out to get that movie, and we came back with popcorn and unfortunately a lot of other goodies that we didn't need at the time. And uh, Pastor Brewer put the movie in, and before the credits had finished, we heard this voice with a blickety, 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 blick. And Pastor Brewer turned around and looked at us, and I could tell by his eyes, he could not imagine that we would have recommended that type of movie. And we went out of our way to try to explain that it wasn't our idea, that it was recommended by another pastor. And I often wondered, if he really believes that. But I will tell you that today he does believe it. He knows now where that movie came from. We had some wonderful time, times with you all. And I will tell you that we're looking forward to continuing that. Pastor Brew is where he wanted to be and where we will all be. No time soon, of course, 
but he's continuing to do what he's he always did and that's pray for the saints god bless you we love you yeah what do you what do you say uh when you think about roger e brewer well i couldn't say it off of my head like evelyn did so i scripted like he would to some degree well we were thrust into a pastorate as young pastors never haven't done that before the first person that came to our aid was Pastor Brewer. Directly, he supported us with counsel. Secondarily, he sent the Ministry of Compassion via Charles Graham. And we bonded from that time on and became members of that church, obviously, served on the board for years, got to observe him uh, real close. He's a man of excellence, spirit of excellence, a man of generosity, uh, a man of the word, and a man of faith. But more than anything on me, for me, he was a man of prayer. He demonstrated for the first time model of prayer life that I've emulated. I've taken it up, and I thank the Lord for that. Well, he's gone on to his reward. He wasn't an eloquent man, oftentimes asking the congregation, was that a word? But he was a man of the word. We loved him, still love him. Every we love you, and the saints at now the bridge. We give glory to God for having known him in the short time that we did. God bless. I'm Mary Carter, and uh, it's just a privilege to be here and participate in this celebration of Pastor Roger. In uh, 1988, Ron and I uh, relocated out here from Colorado, and as we were making plans to move, I, I, the only thing I remember praying was, Lord, just put us in a church where, there's, where you're working, where you're moving, where there's something going on. And you know how sometimes you have, don't have a clue what you're praying for? <laughs> he did. He put us here and with Pastor Roger and Evie and so many wonderful, wonderful experiences um, that come to mind. I'm just going to share a few things. Um, shortly after we came here, I, it was my privilege to be on uh, part of the office staff for Pastor Roger and Evie. And, uh, it really was a joy to go to work every day. I learned so many things from Pastor Roger um, that I've carried with me over the years and still think about so often. Pastor Roger spent a large part of every day studying, and when he would take a break, he would stop by my office and pick up messages. Sometimes he would sit and chat, most of the time, and we would uh, go over the calendar or his upcoming appointments or whatever business there was to review. Sometimes we just chatted about the weather or sports or latest current events, and he would always want to talk about the goodness of God. I always had a lot of work stacked up on my desk, and I remember one time when he came in, I greeted him, but I just kept on working while he sat down. Um, he waited a little while, and finally he said, well, okay then, if you're not going to talk to me, I'll just go. <laughs> and he stepped out into the hall to find someone else to visit with. <laughs> Needless to say, I never let that happen again. <laughs> I've missed those times and those special conversations. He was the same person in the pulpit on Sunday that we saw every day of the week. He was real. There was no pretense about him. He came in on Monday morning ready to get started on a new week ready for the next thing God had for him to do. Early on, I saw in him an openness to God that was new to me. It taught me to be more open and honest in my own walk with God. 
His focus every day was to please God. And I saw how that commitment to obedience framed his entire life. When God gave him direction for the church, he was quick to get moving on it right away. And if a project didn't move forward quickly enough, he wanted to know why. And trust me, no project moved forward quickly enough for Pastor Roger. At first, I thought he was impatient, but that wasn't right. He was just so eager to obey God, to finish the assignment and be ready for the next thing God gave him to do. He was a great man of faith, and he taught many of us how to trust God in our own lives. One of his favorite phrases was, God didn't bring us this far to leave us now. God saw us through a flood, expansion projects, this huge building project, and many, many cha other challenges. So many times it was clear that it was God who opened the door for us. It was God who solved a problem or removed an obstacle so that Pastor Roger could fulfill God's plan. I had a sense that God always had his back. And it was amazing to see how God would work things out. I saw in him a gentleness in uh, dealing with people. If someone came into the office with a problem, he would minister to them so quietly and in such a simple conversational way. Without any condemnation, he would point them to Jesus and the word of God. Such a beautiful reflection of a loving Heavenly Father. They would leave so encouraged and always with a hug from Pastor Roger. It taught me so much about the grace of God, how he extends it to us, and about how to minister that grace to other people that I come in contact with. There are different ministry gifts that God gives to people, and it was clear that God gifted Roger Brewer to be a pastor. He carried that gifting so well, and honestly, he couldn't have done it without Pastor Evie. They were such a team. The support that she gave to him and the support that he gave to her in her ministry uh, just was a thing to see. And it contributed everything to the success of their ministry together. He all, his heart was always for the people of the church, teaching us, protecting us, encouraging us, and always praying for us. Many of us could say, he's like a second dad to me. I'm so blessed that I was able to learn and work under their ministry. Someone recently said to me that the only thing we take to heaven with us is our relationships. Pastor Roger loves his family, and he cherished every, those special relationships with his children and grandchildren. But there were so many other friends and ministers that he kept in touch with over the years and encouraged and loved. I can imagine that in heaven there will be a long line of people waiting to talk to him. One day I'll be one of those seeking him out in heaven and I'll enjoy another wonderful conversation with him. What a wonderful hope we have. And uh, I'm so grateful and loved him so much as all of you did too. God bless you today, Evie, Pastor Gary, Pastor Anne, and all the congregation there of the Bridge Church in Temecula. Uh, Nan and I uh, want to commiserate and also ce celebrate the life and the memory of Pastor Roger, a life 
well lived. I'm thankful that the Spirit of God uh, bid me to come to Campobello approximately a month before Pastor Roger went to be with Jesus. I knew it was going to be a significant time and as I spent that time with Pastor Roger and asked him many questions, he would take it's a long time to answer them. Sometimes I thought, he's forgotten my question. But then he would give me his answer and it was really impactful. And that day when the time came that I had to hug on his neck, I knew it was the last time I'd see him this side of heaven. But I knew also that he lived a life of no regrets. Evie, Pastor Gary and Anne, to all of you at the Bridge to Mekula, we send our love and we are so thankful for the impact and the inspiration that Pastor Roger and Evie had in our lives. So from the Bridge Church in Scotland, we send love and pray for the strength and comfort of the Holy Spirit. For all of you. Amen. Bye-bye. Pastor would always say, Charles, we can't let you come back too often because we need to let people forget how long you held them the last time you were here. <laughs> when Pastor Hallam's daughter and the accident happened with the plane and they... His daughter died and some others died in that airplane crash years ago. Uh, Pastor Roger and I went down for the funerals. And, and as, as I was preparing to go down to that, the Lord just gave me this thought as I was thinking about them. If at all our eyes should close before the Lord return, what will others say of us from our lives they've learned? what I've learned. I've learned so much from a man who began, who was first my friend, and I did work at Drysdale's. <laughs> we went to school together at Rama, but we met at Drysdale's. We got a job there. And... Uh, he worked in boots and I worked in suits. I'll repeat, I worked in suits. <laughs> I had favor and they allowed me to get off on weekends, which they, nobody else got that. That was called favor. That wasn't laziness or didn't work. That was favor. <laughs> Evie worked as a cashier. And uh, she fell in love with a little guy over in boots. And Evie and I became friends first. And... And when she told me about the little guy in boots, uh, I thought, he's too short. But I realized I was too late. And uh, she was in love, and, and, and we became the Three Musketeers. And imagine that movie. <laughs> a woman, a man, and a black guy, the Three Musketeers. But we graduated in 84, and, and as Pastor Frank has stated, they came to California, and I, I remained in Tulsa. And, uh, and I just 
I would come out periodically to visit the church and visit them and worked a little bit in the church with the youth and uh, with the music in early years and and what a, what a blessing it has been. I didn't realize at that time at Drysdale in 1982 when we were at school together, I didn't realize that uh, we would be here at this place all these years together. But God did, and for that I'm grateful. There's not a day that passes that I don't say thank you, Lord, for blessing my life with this couple. Um, we all know that Pastor was a very unique man. I don't think he even realized how unique he was because all he was doing is just living life and being who he is. You may not know that he did um, mortgage his neighbor's cows before he became a Christian. There was a lot of transformation taking place in his life. And I'm blessed to have lived through some of those transformations. And I've, I've watched them. And, and I watched God do amazing things in his life. And, and what a blessing. He was transformed into a man who, who didn't really know God in his early years like he did in his latter years. And so he studied desperately. I would hear him in the room. He'd be, I'm thinking, what is he doing? But he studied so much. It, just, it was like, we just finished Bible school. We had to do all of that every day. You don't have to do that every day now, I hope. But he was desperate for the word. And, 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 and I realize now why he was so desperate, because the word is what changed his life. And the word is what caused him to be an amazing mentor. The word is what caused him to be an amazing pastor. God honored every moment he he uh, studied his word. I knew him as a friend. Then he became a pop to me. But in 1989, as I was leaving Tulsa, moving to California to live out here, I got to Flagstaff, and the Lord reminded me of my spirit. He says, he's been your friend. He's been your, he is your pop. But now he's going to be your pastor. And when you get to California, I want you to give him that place as pastor. I didn't know what that meant, but over time I discovered that he would always be my friend. He grew to be an amazing pop, but I needed a pastor, and he was an amazing pastor. There were days when I would be struggling in many areas of my life, and mainly financially. And you know how you pray? It's kind of like the old guy praying loudly, Lord, I need a new pair of shoes, loud as he could. And the other guy said, hey, God's not hard of hearing. He says, I'm not, I, I know God's not, but I'm not sure about your hearing. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, I would just kind of talk to pastor, kind of hoping that new covenant would kind of step up and help. And they did on many occasions. But there were times when pastor would say to me, new covenant is not your source. I had to learn that. I learned so much from him. Today, I, I'm thankful that I'm in ministry because pastor was diligent to teach me. It didn't make him happy to see me hurt, but he knew there were some hurts that I had to walk through in the word with God. And as a loving father, he taught me and he showed me how to do that. I'm so honored. I look at Rena and Roger Dale 
down here today, and I'm thankful to have, to have gained a, a brother and a sister, and they were so gracious to let pastor come and pastor us. And we want to say to you, thank you for allowing your dad to do what God's called him to do. He missed his time with you, dear. And he was desperate to make up that time. I'm so thankful that God gave him that opportunity to love you and to serve you. So, as I look around today, I see so many faces. Cheeks that he has pinched. <laughs> Cheeks that he has loved on and kissed. Little babies. I saw Evie out here today that they were so thrilled to have a baby and named their baby after Evie. But they were just amazing pastors. I'm thankful for a man. The word says, therefore, I strongly urge you, the elders among you, pastors, spiritual leaders of the church, as a, fo follow, uh, as a fellow elder and as eyewitness called to testify to the suffering of Christ as well as one who shares in the glory that is to be revealed, shepherd and guide and protect the flock of God among you, uh, exercising oversight not under compulsion but voluntarily according to the will of God and not motivated for a shameful gain but with wholehearted enthusiasm, not lording it over those assigned to you to your care, not to be arrogant or overbearing, but be examples of Christian living to the flock set patterns of integrity for your congregation. And when the chief shepherd Christ appears, he will receive you with an unfailing crown of glory. And you will receive the unfailing crown of glory. I'm thankful today and will be forever grateful for Pastor being an, being an amazing mentor in my life. He taught me what it meant to pers persevere beyond the pain, beyond the difficulties, beyond the trials, and just seek the Lord. Trust God's word. It's true. We're looking at it, we're in a facility. God never led us with an abundance in the natural, but an abundance in the spiritual realm. And I am honored today to say that I am in ministry because God has used Pastor and Evie in my life. And I am so thankful. New Covenant, the bridge, and the places where you've gone to do your life. I pray that we will continue to just remember this tremendous man, a man who we were privileged to walk alongside of and so blessed to receive ministry from. I've learned how to love because I watched him love. Travis, if you would please.
We walked along the streets of gold beside the crystal sea. Heard the angels singing, someone called your name. He turned and saw this young man, he was smiling as he came. He said, friend, you may not know me now, but again, wait. You used to teach my Sunday school when I was only eight. Before the class would start One day when you said that prayer I asked Jesus in my heart Think of the marriages, the babies, even the funerals. We're so blessed. He loved every moment. He loved every moment. could see each one somehow touched by your generosity little things you said and done sacrifices made unnoticed on earth but in heaven now proclaimed I know in heaven we're not supposed to cry, but I'm almost sure there were tears in your eyes when Jesus took your hand. You stood before the Lord. He said, my child, look around you. Great are your rewards. Would you stand with me as we honor this man? Thank you for giving to the Lord. We are the lives that's been changed. Oh, thank you for giving to the Lord. We are so glad you gave. 
sound that saved a wretch like me. Father, we just thank you for your word, and we thank you, Father, that your word is truth, that your word is life, that your word is spirit. And Father, we thank you that this word today is going to change our lives as we move from glory to glory by the revelation of your word. And Father, I ask you to anoint my heart, my lips, my mouth, my tongue, that everything that I speak will be by the oracles of God, will be by the spirit of God. It'll be life and light and truth, and it'll go forth and do what you've called it to do in this time, in this place, and us as a people as we move from glory to glory by the revelation of your word, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I can't tell you I thought Charles was a crybaby. <laughs> I also never knew he worked either, but. <laughs> I can't tell you what I would give. Just one more time to have him pray that prayer. He prayed every Sunday morning for years and years and years. It was the exact same prayer. We started to pull up footage, but we couldn't find enough of it. Every Sunday morning before he prayed, he prayed the same prayer. And then he ministered God's word. Pastor Evie asked me to just share a few thoughts this evening, and I know we've been here a while. Before I share, I want to ask everybody who is ever on staff here, either pastoral staff or office staff, support staff, you ever were a part of the team here at New Covenant Fellowship, I want you to stand to your feet. We want to honor you tonight. God bless you. Good to see Pastor Troy here tonight. Pastor Roger would probably live 10 more years had it not been for Pastor Troy being on staff. <laughs> uh, have to have a moment of levity so I can capture myself here. It's great. Great to watch that video tonight to see so many familiar faces. I didn't know Pastor Roger knew Lionel Richie until this evening, <laughs> but I guess he did. I know you did not come here tonight to hear me. If you love me that much, you wouldn't have left start with, okay, some of you, so I, I get it. But I, I want to share three things real quickly, just real fast. That was a good one. Some of you didn't get that. I want to share three real quick thoughts about Pastor Roger. Pastor Roger was my friend. Then he became my pastor. 
Then he became my boss. And then he was still my pastor and friend for the rest of his life. But this morning in our service, I've been doing a series on relationships. And it just so happened that today and next week, I'm going to be talking about Christian friendship. And so God dropped it in my heart. So this morning's service, I shared a message that was really aimed at things I learned from Pastor Roger. And I don't have time to talk about all of it tonight. But three things real quickly that everyone here will identify with. Number one, he was real. There was no put on in the man. The first time I met him, I sat down and talked with him. And he didn't try to act like anybody else. He didn't try to act like he knew everything. He sat and listened to me. We had a great lunch. When we got finished talking, I felt like I'd known him all of my life because he was just real. He was just Roger. He didn't need to be anybody else. He didn't need accolades. He just was here to serve God. And he was such a real man that sometimes you watched him and you wondered, what is the secret to that man? Pastor Frank asked me this week, he said, what do you think were the secrets to him building a great church? And, and there are a lot of things, but I think one of the things was he understood it was Jesus' church. And he was just here doing what Jesus had called him here to do. I learned so much from him just being Roger. I think this evening maybe we can learn from that. Each one of us are unique. We're gifted by God. You don't need to be anybody except who God created you and gifted you to be. The second thing about Pastor Roger, Pastor Roger really sincerely, honestly cared about people. From the very first time I met him and went to have lunch with him, he cared about me. He was really concerned about who I was, what I was going through, what I was dealing with. And he let me know that day, I'm always going to be here for you. Doesn't matter what happens, you can call me anytime. He gave me his phone number and said, you need me, you call me. Because he cared about me. Tonight before we began our memorial service, I looked around the room at people coming in and I realized there are a lot of people in this room, including me, that he cared about us when not many people did. And sometimes he cared too much. There were times when we on the staff would watch him with people and we'd kind of warn him, say, now, Pastor Roger, you need to be careful here. And he'd just go keep on loving and loving and loving and loving and giving of himself. That's who he was. Generous, kind, consistent man who believed the best in people. And then the third thing that will always stand out in my mind about Pastor Roger was he was absolutely a man of faith. If God spoke something to his heart, he would work himself to death doing what God asked him to do. He believed God. And he encouraged other people to live their life the same way. To believe God, lay everything else aside. I was sharing this morning in our service. It's amazing how many people in our world today, even in the church world, they define God by the circumstances of their lives. But not Pastor Roger. He always defined his life by what God's word said about him. And he demanded that the circumstances of life line up with God's word. He was a man of faith. He set out to do what God had told him to do. When I came on staff here at the church with Pastor Roger, my responsibilities for the most part, the first part was to oversee the building program and deal with the contractors. And a lot of you don't know this because he didn't talk publicly, 
Pastor Roger started this building program with the money he had in the bank, which wasn't nearly enough money. And we got the rough grading done, then we got the fine grading done, then they begin to dig the trenches for everything that went underground. And then they begin to lay out the foundation of the building, they poured the concrete, they begin to pour the tilt-up walls. And then we were out of money. Then Pastor Roger went to get a loan on the building. You know, in today's world, that's not how you do it. It's backwards. You get your loan first, then you build the building. Pastor Roger knew in his heart, I'm going to do everything I've got with what I've got to work with, and we're going to depend on God to come through. See, Pastor Roger was expecting somebody to walk in with $8 million more million and say, here it is. You may be here tonight. It's still needed in case you're wondering, okay? But the point I want to make is he was a man of faith. God told him to do something, and he took off running in that direction because he wanted to honor God. He understood without faith, it's impossible to please God. Told a, a little story this morning that I think bears sharing tonight. One of the first times I ever went to lunch with Pastor Roger, I met him at the church. We went out to get in his car, and you know, Pastor Roger loved his cars. He always had a nice car. And he just bought a brand new Escalade. It's back when the Escalades first became really cool. And it has this brand new Escalade. We go to get in this car. It's that pearl white with the beige interior. It's got every bell and whistle on it. And it's got 22-inch chrome rims. I mean, big, wide, fat tires. And I'm looking at this thing. And, I, and you know, I don't mean to offend anybody, but I'm thinking in my mind, you know, pimping ain't easy. This, this guy has got it figured out, you know. And I'm looking at this car, and, I, and I'm just kind of in awe. And I get in the car, and I said, Pastor Roger, this car is unbelievable. His very words to me, which will live with me forever, were, well, Pastor Gary, if you had faith, you could have one of these cars. <laughs> and he wasn't being smart. He just wanted me to know. I've been on a journey. I believe God for a lot of things, and just as, this is just the fruit of my faith. Because he wanted people to believe God. And to trust God. And then the final thing which falls right in line here. Pastor Roger didn't fear death. Last August when Roger and Evie were here visiting with us. A couple times we went out for long rides in the car. Just the two of us and talked about lots of things. And his mind was beginning to slip a little bit with some things. And he'd get a little forgetful and take regular naps every few minutes. You know, We're, we're riding along. And he looked at me and he said, Pastor Gary, and he always called me Pastor Gary, can't tell you why, for the first time he met me. Pastor Gary, I've been struggling and I'm getting tired. And he said, if something doesn't change and I don't get well here pretty quick, I'm not staying here, I'm going home. He wasn't afraid to die. You know, how many times through the years have we heard a preacher of faith say, when we walk by faith and not by sight. Have you ever looked that scripture up? Have you ever put it in context? Paul's talking about dying. He says, if this earthly body is destroyed, God has a heavenly body prepared for us. And he talked about the fact that when life is over here, I'm moving to a new location. God already has that place provided for me. And then right in the middle of this statement, Paul says, but we walk by faith and not by sight. From the time I first met Roger Brewer, he was a man who walked by faith 
And last August, he told me, I'm walking by faith, but my sight is looking a little further down the road. And can I tell you this evening that what once was his faith is now his sight. They sang the song earlier, I can only imagine. Well, he's not imagining anymore. He's experiencing the very thing we live our lives for. I thank God for the years I had to know Pastor Roger Brewer. And one, one little thing I want to read to you. This, these, this is the words of a song. But I thought about Pastor Roger because it just sounds so much like him. It says this, someday I'll take my final breath. The doctor will take one look and say, you're dead. The truth is finally going to be revealed. I'm going to find that death ain't no big deal. He'll reach down and gently close my eyes, but I'll be watching from the other side. I'll be laughing because there is no fear in me. I'm going to find that death ain't no big deal. My soul is going to be just like a bird set free. I'll sail right past the moon up to the stars. And I know I'll be amazed when I get to heaven's gate because I knew my way by heart. The light will shine much brighter than the sun, and I'll be right back where I started from. And there ain't no way to say how good I feel. Let me tell you, death ain't no big deal. He was a man of faith. He walked in faith. He lived by faith. He died in faith. And now he's reaping the rewards of his faith. Let's pray this evening. Father, I thank you for the life that's been lived before us. An amazing man. An amazing man who surrendered his life to you and followed your direction. And now his race is run. We all thank you, Father, collectively. We thank you for the impact that Pastor Roger had upon our lives. And as we conclude our service in just a few moments, I ask that tonight each and every one of us will stop and consider what we've learned from Roger Brewer and we'll be not only hearers of the word, but we'll be doers of your word. Father, we're honored. We're honored to have known Pastor Roger. We ask you to take good care of him because he means so much to us. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. One last thing. If you're here this evening and you knew Pastor Roger, I just want to tell you one more time. He loves you. He cares about you. And if he were here, he'd be standing at the back door kissing you in the forehead as you made your way out. The way he did to all of us so many times. At this time, Pastor Evie is going to be sharing a few words with us. Give her a hand as she shares. Can I stay down here? Can I stay down here? There's nothing too much I can add. The wonderful things that's been said about Roger Brewer. <laughs> After hearing all of this and seeing you guys coming out to say goodbye to him, I feel so grateful that I had the opportunity to walk alongside that man. He was a great man. 
And I thank you for being a part of what God had called him to do. Thank you for coming out tonight and showing him all of this love. We want you to know that we love you. We appreciate you. God bless you. Before we dismiss, we do have a reception planned. Everyone is invited. We have food over in the Bridge Youth area. We want everyone to stay. But a couple things we want to do just before we go. I want to introduce some more of Pastor Roger's family to you, some people that you may not really know. I'm going to ask them to stand. His son, Roger Dale Brewer, his wife, Debbie, and their grandson, Christopher. Roger Dale, we love your dad and we love you. Debbie, thank you for being here with us. And Rena Compton, she's here. Her husband, Rick, is in South Carolina. Rena, it's so good to have you. God bless you. I'm going to ask all the Brewer family and our special guests to go ahead and stand, if you would. We want to dismiss them and give them a head start over to the Bridge Youth Center. And if you would this evening, give them a good hand as they make their way out. the reception everyone will have an opportunity to share your stories and memories and thoughts about pastor roger and pastor ebby as well you'll have a chance to express your love and appreciation and condolences to her there in the other room i just want to say on behalf of all the brewer family one more time thank you so much for honoring pastor roger brewer for being here with us tonight if you would stand and please don't stampede towards the door give them a chance to get to the youth center ahead of us god bless you we love you